welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for this evening, as always. And joining me tonight is a gentleman by the name of Graham Burroughs. Now, Graham is a lovely guy, and Graham has been with us since pretty much the beginning. And so he is, I don't know, this is going to be called kind of just champions because Graham is pretty much one of our champions he is one of the guys that supports us he is one of the guys that is always retweeting our stuff he's always liking our stuff he's always listening so we really appreciate his time so as we approach our 100th episode I thought I'd get him on simple as Um, so good evening Graham good evening I was enjoying that I was just uh, (laughs) soaking it all in it's uh, (laughs) It's um, is it? I don't know. I guess you're kind of waiting for me to introduce somebody else. If you're hearing our voice, yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's kinda... I can't wait to listen to this. I oh, know, <laughs> me in the car. Oh. <laughs> don't like the idea of that. It'll be. I don't know. It'll be like being at a musical theatre show and then realizing it's yourself that's on stage, and it's a case of, do you watch and do you laugh at yourself when you come across the funny bits? Yes, or do yeah, you definitely. look away and kind of cringe? But um, no, definitely laugh because um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's a delight to have you on. No, thank you very much. I, t- I mean, um, I, I I don't know what I'm doing here to be honest because you've had like loads of big guests and stuff on, and it's uh, it's great what you're doing. Yeah, but it's just so, but no, thank you. I, you know, it depends on what you call good guests and what you call great guests and what you call important guests and <laughs> and we've been talking kind of back and forward for a while about doing yeah. this so as this is Colin would say tonight Graham it's your night so it's going to be the same as always so you can join in when you see fit but that sounds like you're going to have a big red book and there's going to be guests <laughs> and, and so first you t- turn it up as your Copy of Monopoly. Yay. <laughs> when did yeah. you first meet Graham? Um, I guess we better do the admin part. Mm-hmm. For people that are listening to us for the first time, thank you very much for joining us. The reason that we do this, Graham, is because... There's just simply not enough um, podcasts out there and there's simply not enough that are done by two white men. <laughs> Especially not enough podcasts out there about board games. Yeah, did I not? Oh, did I miss that bit about <laughs> board games? <laughs> and the second reason that we do this, it's all right. We can record this whole thing again because I like, okay, as, you know, as you know, I like to edit. So I'll be take five. Then. <laughs> and the other reason that we like to do this is, as you say, um, we like to have people on to have a chat, and I wanted to have Graham on to have a chat. Because it's always nice to find out about how somebody got involved in the hobby, what they've been playing, and kind of what they're looking personally, kind of looking forward to. So, as we say, we like to we like to have a little peek back at the past. We like to have a little kind of a, kind of a, a little stare at the present, and then we like to kind of gaze off into the distance <laughs> of the future. But do you want to tell us a little bit about how you got... Well, tell us a little bit about your history, please, Mr. Burrows. Um, yeah, so, I mean, board games 
was always something that we would go, you know, after Christmas, you might have got a bit of money, you'd go down to the, the local, well, it was actually a co-op at the time, because I actually <laughs> come from Shetland, I don't know. So, uh, and you'd go and buy a board game often, and it was something, you know, like game of life usually, those sort of things. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember we always used to play a game called Super Cluedo Challenge. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this one before no. or not, but it was like a deluxe version of Cluedo. Okay. It was not, not far off an Imperial Assault sort of box <laughs> style. And it had, you know, lead lead piping. It was all sort of lead and, you know, it was it was proper, proper components. <laughs> and it took Cluedo to the next level because you put your cards into these sort of plastic envelopes yeah. or plastic trays that you clipped together and they had little sliders in each corner so you'd go around the board you would um look under an object there'd be certain things like you've everybody's got to rush to the the statue in the garden you'd rush to the statue and the person who got there first would get to look under one of these tabs and it would be a color or a letter or a number or something i think if i remember all right and you had so it was really you had to deduce these down because you had a list of everybody and they would have Two two numbers and two colours against them. Yeah. So you had four identifiers for each card, person, weapon, whatever it was. And it was just a really good version of Cluedo. Not I mean Cluedo's good. I don't mind Cluedo. I, but it was just that I never grabbed the rules. I never understood it. Yeah. It was difficult. But it's something I've never seen before <coughs> and I've never spoken to anybody else who ever seems to have played it. I don't know if we had the only copy. <laughs> In existence, and it was, <laughs> it was a, like a shit made specifically for Shetland. <laughs> the shopkeeper was like sitting at night, going, "Do you know I've got an idea for a board game? What about you? <laughs> Tell you what, give us that card." <laughs> and they maybe cannibalised the only copy of Deluxe. Right enough, it was published by Big Jim from the shop. So. Big Jim from the shop. <laughs> how much is that? Well, how much have you got left in your birthday money, young Graham? <laughs> oh, two yeah. pieces like that. I've got £4.87. That's just a ticket, because this is £4.86, <laughs> and here you go. You can have yourself a wee fizzy cola bottle. And two half-penny half sweeties. <laughs> exactly. I tell you what, yeah. you take that and two penny sweeties, seeing as it's Christmas. Now off you go, <laughs> off you go, you wee scamp, before I clip your ear. And away you went, with your box. Your Board game under, box. under arm. <laughs> Wrapped in brown paper with string, because you didn't want to get it wet. <laughs> Oh dear! <clears throat> yeah, welcome to We're Not Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see how people go off on tangents um, very quickly. It's, I just um, I don't even have way. to. I don't even generally do anything. It's not like I ask like <laughs> it's like like I ask like a leading question. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I go and now um, after discussing kind of the role and move argument about whether you should include it in board games. Let's talk about your favourite version of uh, of macaroon bars, kind of, <laughs> or any such kind of nonsense. So, did yeah. you keep up with the hobby? Did Big Jim invent? <laughs> so, I mean, the games <laughs> he, he invented this one called Advanced Hero Quest. <laughs> that, um, we we played a bit. Uh, we what else? I had Space Crusade, which I found recently at my parents, so it's really? now in my collection again. Hotel, the original one, you know, with the... Waikiki, with Waikiki. the big silver double towers, and it had Waikiki in it, and it had the boomerang yeah. 
hotel in it as well. Yeah, and, and the bo- we we pimped that bad boy up with micro machines instead of those little <laughs> plastic cars that you used to get. So often, oh, this sounds stupid, but often we'd have an auction for the cars before we did the game, so that you know, oh, I want the Lamborghini, so you'd actually pay money for it out of your oh, hotel really? starting money. Yeah, but uh, we'd have auctions just for micro machines cars anyway. But like just the fake auction where we'd all pay money it's like we all wanted to play an auction style game but nobody knew knew the rules <laughs> so we would end up you're just buying cars and then what's the end game here guys just got a heap of cars just dumb um, no money. just really yeah. tiny it's not like i can use them you just drive them about <laughs> with my finger and there's always used to be one micro machine where the the wheel for whatever reason got slightly bent out of shape and nobody yeah. ever admitted as it, it was them that was doing it and it always happened. And then it was like, I can't use my car anymore. It's just going to go all over the place. It's making <laughs> a big mess. And that was that. Did you play... I mean, I did you ever play Lost Valley of the Dinosaurs? No. Um, I, I don't even know what that one is. The, the one I remember somebody else having was Keat the Kingdom. Oh, yeah. I remember that. seemed like an overblown thing where you opened the board up at one point as well there was like a whirlpool in it and stuff but yeah what was lost value the lost value of dinosaurs was it? yeah lost value of dinosaurs google it just now is this your musical interlude this is to allow you to go and google lost value of dinosaurs Graham. okay well done. i'll switch my keyboard back on <laughs> no basically it was a big game it was a board game and it was the first game you had two big plastic kind of pretty much mountains either on two corners of the game except one of the one of them had a pterodactyl nest and the other one had like a volcano and what you would do is you would basically play like cards there was like a almost like an event deck but your okay. idea was to basically get all the way through past kind of like dinosaurs and the pterodactyl and steal kind of gold pieces from the Inca tem- temple it was very very well imagined there was one like there was one like kind of um, <clears throat> there was a swamp in the middle that had a swamp monster that used to go around in rotation um, and little plastic figures it had rubbish looking <laughs> it had rubbish looking dinosaurs that looked like they'd, they'd dressed up for pantomime because they all had it looked like they were all wearing red lipstick because they'd obviously yeah. tried to make them look very bloody and horrible, but it just looked like they were kind of missing out of a kind of a Scottish I've, Scottish pantomime. I've got that picture right here. Just as I you <laughs> mentioned that, that was the picture on eBay. It's like I've remember those pencil toppers you used to get that were really cheap plastic yeah. and looked like the guys out of Sesame Street that just went radio, radio, radio. Yeah, it's it's like that but <laughs> with lipstick rubbish. on. Do you imagine if you're like in the jungle and all of a sudden? Not that obviously this would happen because unfortunately dinosaurs are gar extinct. Um, but you can imagine just going about the jungle and then this thing kind of launching itself out the bushes and just having <laughs> all you hear is maybe he's born with it, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> Z05, get hot! As he flicks his hair. Exactly. 
Look at that. Yeah. What are you going to do? I'm going to cause carnage, but look good at the same time. <laughs> the only problem was, no wonder the lipstick was really badly put on, because if you can imagine a T-Rex trying to put lipstick on with those hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to just to... prop it somewhere and just rub his face on it. <laughs> Either that, it's kind of like asking other T-Rexes to put his lipstick on. Yeah. And if they fell out, it's like, go and put my lipstick on for me. Where are you going? I'm going hunting. It's like, oh. I can't do this because I've got really small claws. <laughs> you've, you've made the right mess of it. And then if one of the T-Rexes wasn't talking to the rest of the T-Rexes, it'd have to do its lipstick itself. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, four ninety nine on eBay for a swamp monster. What's that? Yeah, one time swamp monster four ninety nine. They're asking. That is absolutely they're, they're ridiculous. Dreaming. I think the whole game was about twenty five quid all in all. Yeah. If that, I mean, that was old money. I mean, you're talking back in the late 80s, I think, Lost yeah. Valley of the Dinosaurs. So you talk Key to the Kingdom. Um, did you stay with board games? Did you, in fact, did you stay along much longer in Shetland or did you head off to the no, mainland? I, st- I stayed for my formative years in Shetland. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of moved on from board games. I mean, we never really touched, I suppose, your... The ones that we would consider hobby board games now, yeah, um, it tended to be the big, the big named ones because, to be honest, that's all that the shop up in Shetland would get, mm. um, or Jim would create. Sorry, <laughs> keep keep the illusion. <laughs> exactly. I've got um, this Warhammer thirty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. <laughs> if you'd like it, <laughs> but it's a paperclip, a coin, and a. Pepper pot, Jim. (laughs) What kind of army is that? Jim, it's covered in cotton wool. Those are the the orc sheep. (laughs) (laughs) They're coming to get you. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so, I mean, we kind of progressed on role-playing after that. So, very much started playing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and some AD&D and... Marvel and DC, which I annoyingly sold my copy of a f- ten years ago, and now it's quite valuable. Um, what else? Call of Cthulhu. So that's what we kind of did when we should have been out drinking. Um, <laughs> was was going over to a mate's house and, and playing those, and and also Magic. We played a lot of Magic, but it was one guy who had a you know a, a biscuit tin just full of cards. <laughs> Um, Where'd you get them from? Got them from Jim up the road. Jim up the road. Really bad writing. I'll draw it in crayon. <laughs> What's that one called? That card's called shouting. <laughs> what do you do? You play it uh, and you shout at somebody. <laughs> tell them to go and sit in the corner. Does it work? I don't know. So you've played it as well then? That's cool. You must have got some copies there on the mainland. Jim, Jim's working for Asmodee. <laughs> he's, he's given up on in the shop. Um, yeah, so we used to play that a lot, um, but it, we never really played it like sort of the building deck stuff. Mm. What tended to happen is the guy that owned the game, he would just create some decks and we would play with them. And it was often a three, four, five player game of Magic. Now, I don't know if that's even, that if even you're actually work? supposed to do that. I don't know. Well, it, it felt weird because that's all I knew Magic to be was, you know, you could <laughs> fight against this guy or you could fight against that guy or you could kind of make alliances and fight against some other guy and but you know coming down well not coming down here but getting back into the hobby in the last few years seeing magic as being a two-player game it's like 
oh guys, you're missing out on a lot here. Did you like <laughs> walk into a room when you did like a first kind of magic playing? There's six people kind of sitting around the table, and you're like, okay. Who's first? Deal me in, boys. <laughs> exactly. Could have pulled it. Why are you sitting all apart? <laughs> Pull all the tables in together. Everybody's staring at you. Okay, so you do that, you do that. Just mix up the decks, it's fine. Everybody's yeah, staring at you in horror while you're grabbing everybody's cards off them. I mean, it, it was it was literally, we played it like smash up. We would almost, you know, yeah. you'd look through the decks, no matter how many cards were in it, and, you know, we'd play with hideously bloated decks and stuff, and... I fancy being red green. Just take the two decks, shuffle them <laughs> together, and play. And it was it was weird. I mean, it it probably meant left. Well, it made for some way too long games of magic. You know, it was you know you could be one two games a night sometimes just simply because there was four players <laughs> and everybody had two hundred cards in their deck. But uh, yeah, but it's like um, you can play Star Realms apparently, kind of multiplayer. I've never seen that. But I've, yeah. I've heard I've heard of that, and I just again kind of wonder that how that would work. Um, I think Star Realms is 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 so tight and and good as a two player game that I mean it's the same kind of feeling I got with the the Kickstarter recently. I didn't back it because I thought mm. adding more to it, I don't see that that's going to make it a better game. I think that I mean I I only have the. The, the app to be honest I've got Cthulhu Realms which is very similar to the card game yeah but um, yeah I, ju- I, li- I just like the, the, the neatness of it I think to be honest I think all, all that Star Realms has done for me is to make me want to play other card games of a similar type of ilk so I'm already coveting kind of other potential card you know uh-huh. you saying Cthulhu Wars I'm thinking Hmm, how quickly can I get Graham off the call so I can go and research this? <laughs> yeah, Cthulhu, Cthulhu Realms. <coughs> yeah. Cthulhu, I mean, it plays exactly the same. Uh, I think there's maybe a couple of other sort of bits added into it, but I actually I prefer the art in Cthulhu Realms. It's kind of cartoony sort of Nickelodeon-style cartoon sort of art. Oh, yeah. um, whereas I think Star Realms, dare I say it, it's generic sci-fi spaceship you know i don't think that it's too fancy in the in the in the art no no i agree with you it does feel like they've kind of given it to somebody that knows their way around photoshop and knows their way around microsoft paint and they've went go make a spaceship (laughs) kind of thing no you know oh that's that's kind of fine i mean there's nothing wrong or offensive about this the art but it, it just feels a bit yeah it could be any picture of anything but then again you don't play it for the art so so when did you get back into things? You mentioned obviously your sixteen players of magic, which I yeah. <laughs> when um, when was it you started? Kind of, you would say you started kind of really getting back into things. Well, I fell away away from it in you know sort of eighteen, nineteen, twenty when I was that age, and then probably about three years ago, um, my brother was reading um, cardboard children. All right. The Rab Rab Florence. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good old Rab. I know he listens. One that he does on uh, rock paper shotgun. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was coming up to my brother's birthday, and he'd sort of mentioned a game called um, Murder. Of, is it Murder of Crows? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've heard Just of a that. card game. Yeah, yeah. And and he he'd sort of mentioned it, so I thought, you know what, I'll get it for his birthday. So 
I got that, and then we sort of played that, and my son, I think he maybe would have been like seven, eight at the time, and we were all just sort of playing it, and it's, it's a decent little game, and it's like, oh yeah, I kind of miss this, you know, all right, I play with my son and stuff, it makes it sound like I never spoke to him for eight years <laughs> of his life up to that point, but, um, just you know, it was getting away from consoles and I work in IT so you know I'm staring at a screen all day and everything's virtual yeah. you know whereas the actual opening of a box and everybody sitting around a table so the first couple of games I bought would have been about three or four years ago we went to a local shop here in Aberdeen um, Plan 9 I don't know if you've ever been up to Aberdeen or not yeah um, I have it's the Granite City and it's incredibly lovely and the streets are very, very wide, and everybody who see appears to have a reasonable amount of money about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Except the word "lovely" should be grey. I think <laughs> you meant to say there. Um, but so the first couple of games I bought was uh, Caverna, great gateway game. <laughs> um, yeah, that's two? right up and there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to think what the other two were, but um, so me and my, me and Thomas, my son, we played Caverna, and I, I really liked it, and so did he. Actually, I think he probably beat me. He seems to beat me at everything. But um, and from there, it's grown from I've got three games to I think it must be over eighty, touching ninety now, and that's just in like three, four years. So you're just a bit of an amateur then. In terms yeah. of collecting board games, because it's, it's weird though. It's I've not. I probably quite shamefully say I've not played any of them as much as I probably should have. You know, when you're spending thirty, forty, fifty quid on a game, you'd like to think that you would get, you know, many, many plays out of it, like what we did with Jim's Super Cluedo Challenge back in the day. <laughs> good old but, Jim. Good old Jim. <laughs> but it's. Um, I like trying new mechanics, you know, and I, before I even get a game, I often, you know, I'll have read up about it usually, unless it's just an impulse buy when I'm in, um, you know, down at Plan 9 or something. Yeah. But usually I'll have read up and there'll be something in it that really gets me interested. Like, for example, um, Robinson Crusoe, I really like the idea that you could get, a, you know, an event card and you could either deal with it now or it could go into the deck sort of thing. Yeah. And it might come up later. Or, I really like that mechanism, and I just, you know, almost fantasized about <laughs> doing that, which you could do with a normal deck of cards. You could just take it off and put it back in and wait until it comes out again. But, you know, it's it's these sort of mechanics that I like playing, and, and yeah, I, it's always the next one, and it's a horrible, horrible habit, and a, a bankrupting habit to have, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. I, think, I think the issue, the issue at the moment, and it's a relatively serious issue, is that we are entering that golden age. We were entering past, a little past the golden age, where there are lots and lots of games appearing yeah. on the horizon, and there's quite simply getting to the point where you're having to make kind of decisions yeah. on whether or not to, to kind of jump in, because there appears to be... Um, at any one time, there appears to be about five or six different games that I kind of like the look of, and then I forget about them, and then I remember they exist again, and then I get all excited, and then I forget about them again, because 
lo and behold, kind of something's come along. Something else has come along, yeah. Yeah, and I do hats off to anybody that um, <clears throat> maintains a very lean collection of games because I think it can yeah. be quite easy just to say, wow, that's um, that's kind of very, very, very good. Out of the games, I mean, out of the games that you would like to play more, because mm-hmm. we could ask favourites and everybody comes up with it. Oh, I'd like, you know, this one. Yeah. Everybody yeah. usually says about the same five or six games. Is there any games that you would like to get back to the table kind of more? Caverna. Okay. Um, what else? Imperial Assault, Pandemic Legacy, Memoir 44. Is Memoir 44 as good as everybody says it is? Because it has become kind of like... Um, it's become like head's teeth at the moment in terms of being able to get a hold of it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of justified it as a his- history lesson for my my son and I. <laughs> in in that you know, I, I I wanted it, but it was yeah. it was enough to make me go, yeah, this will be edutainment or whatever you call it. Um, but again, the thing that the thing that. Um, that interested me about that was the is it the command and color system it's called where yeah it's it's the sort of card play where you get cards and they only apply usually to one third of the map and you can do stuff and it's supposed to simulate the fact that you know orders to troops in war is difficult to, you know, or whatever it is, I don't know if it is supposed to simulate that, but it kind of feels like that. That you know, you, you're struggling to get everything you want to have done because you're not getting the order through from the order deck, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's good, but again, it's one of these ones where I I would like just to to you know get it played more. Um, like yesterday, my son wanted to play X Wing. So we were clearing the table to get ready to play X Wing, which is another game that it's it's actually his game, but yeah. it's another game that we've not played a huge amount of. You know, we've had skirmish battles and stuff in the past, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but every time we go to play it, we need to you know almost play the basic rules to get going again, sort of thing. Um, and then his mate came down, and then they played X Wing, so I was sort of like, oh, I'll go and sit in the living room then, <laughs> you know, sort of. You've been up. I've been usurped. It's like Lego all over again. Oh my god, Lego! Yeah, is he kicked out? Is he kicked out? Is Lego I was connection out years ago? Yeah, really? Yeah. yeah. See, I yeah, still. I was. Mm. Yeah. It's just a bit. I mean, he doesn't get Lego much these days anyway. But he's always been a, a boy for. He'd buy a set and he would leave it on the shelf made. You know, so there's there's not sort of crazy models of half this thing and that thing with a bit of this stuck on the side. But yeah, I was I was fired quite a few years ago. Have from, you from seen Lego trade? Have you mm-hmm. seen the six hundred pound Millennium Falcon? Yes, I have. Have you it, got to the point in your mind where you're trying to justify being able to get it yet? No. I've never, I think, in all seriousness, I've never been one for buying Lego for myself. Although I really liked making it, I kind of got all that fixed when, because Thomas used to really like Lego, so I was involved in that. Yeah. But it's it's weird, Lego's never been, although I love Lego, 
it's never been one of these things where I, I felt the need to go and buy, and yet I feel the need constantly to go and buy a box full of cardboard, get it home, <laughs> punch it all out, and then leave it on the shelf for, for several months without even playing it. It's like it, it's, it's the purchasing thing and the opening of it and the punching. That's it, that's fine, I'm done. I don't need to. I don't, know, need to it's, it's, I don't need to play it. I can no. imagine what the game's like. So I can appreciate the craftsmanship that went into these models. That has <laughs> yeah, done a exactly. fantastic job on that. Yeah. And uh, yes, the artwork on there. I do like how you've managed the section off the inlay, um, <laughs> so that I can store the stuff again. Because let's face it, this is going to get stored for a long time. <laughs> a long, long time. <laughs> Which yeah. is maybe. <clears throat> Maybe hitting fantasy flight. Maybe that's why yeah. they do the trench. Maybe. Maybe because secretly at the back of your mind you're going, just put Armada away. <clears throat> and those models. Have you have you got Armada? Ar- I Armada. have got Armada. Yeah, Armada. <laughs> Armada. <laughs> it's the it's the Cornwall version. It's the one down. No, it's the Somerset version. I was going to say, you could also do it, the Taggart version, where there's been our murder. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, dear. I might just, uh, I might just, um, I might just edit that and have that at the beginning. And have... <laughs> <laughs> What's that uh, over there? It's a murder. Our murder. <laughs> I'll never oh, win, cool, cool, never win with that capital ship. <laughs> And he's meant to be swarming those TIE fighters. Has anybody told him what he's meant to be doing? <laughs> oh dear. No. Um, <clears throat> what about games you're looking forward to? The Fallout one, not the miniatures one, but the the fantasy fight flight, um, I don't know, kind of Zia-esque sort of one, I suppose, is mm, it? Yeah. Um, I've... I've ordered that for my wife to give me for Christmas so <laughs> I've sent you the link I've put it on so my the, Amazon oh no, I've list. actually ordered it there you go it's on my Amazon wish list I've actually yeah I've ordered it and paid for it all you need to do is wrap it and put my name on it you just need to give me the money and then yeah. I, all I need to do is act pleasantly surprised when I open it <laughs> when uh, when Santa comes down the chimney so isn't that going to be nice Um um, yeah, so there's that one that I'm looking forward to, mainly because I had such a enjoyable time with Fallout 4, which will probably be controversial to people, possibly. Um, so I enjoy playing that, and I th- it's weird. In my head, there's there's over the past few years, there's always been, oh, I could make a board game like this. Like, probably everybody who listens to, you know, there's that one great book in you, it's that one great board game sort of thing. Yeah. And I I always kind of had a, uh, an idea of sort of a survival game. I think it's from watching too many hours of Daisy and <laughs> things like that on Twitch as well. Um, where, you know, a tile-based one where you might uncover it or, you know, do what you want. Might encounter raiders sort of thing. But I'm just not that creative to sort of think of ways to do it i could use this dice and i could roll it and that could be the number of spaces i move <laughs> you're a genius graham is he just gonna write that down no 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 no. <laughs> actually i might i might do two different types of dice and then roll and oh. move and one of them could be for each leg and then as you, 
And then as you get injured, tripped you, again. You change the you change the dice, <laughs> and if you don't roll the same number at the same time, you fall over and you get eaten. It <laughs> uh, seems pretty hardcore. That there will be some. Uh, there'll be some doubt there that has has taken. Has <laughs> this very mechanic? It is. It is. It's roll. It's roll and move, but it's roll and move it's different with a plus. difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, roll and move extra. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, carry on. No, I was going to say, is it and 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 is there anything else that you've got? Because you've obviously you've got that sorted out. But uh, anything else that's kind of piquing your interest? I've, to be honest, I've not really looked that much recently. And if I'm honest with myself, I'm a bit of a, I judge a book by its cover. Right. You know, I'll I'll look at a book. I mean, I don't read much, unfortunately, but. <laughs> I, I'll look, look at, at a you book. You look at a lot of covers. <laughs> yeah, just uh, look at. Nah, don't like that one. That's don't like. crap. But and it's the same with board games. And I've found that likes of I've got Alchemists in my um, collection. Yeah, and that was one when I remember seeing the. Uh, am I allowed to say Dice Tower? I'm, of that's course, yeah, yeah, else. no, no. I, I saw mean, the, the old, Dice Tower video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, video on it and the the sort of screen you know the title screen and I was like that game looks rubbish <laughs> but it was just because I was going through you know I was just watching everything I was consuming anything about board games at that point yeah. so I watched it and by the end of it I was like that game looks amazing and I do unfortunately I, I do I'm, have to interrupt you and say that other towers are available okay <laughs> terms and conditions available on request <laughs> yeah so <laughs> I feel like I, you know, if it's not brand, I'm maybe just a sucker for advertising and corporate branding and stuff. But, you know, I I need to research a game. I can't usually just impulse buy something that I don't know about. And it's probably quite rightly for a 30 quid game. You're not going to just go and buy it just because you're going to buy it. So I think that. What's your, um, do you, um, do you jump into the the kickstarter then are you are you a kickstarter type person not really and i think that's kind of because i judge books by covers <laughs> in that you know i yeah I, I don't really i've only really done a few um i did deception murder in hong kong yes uh i did secret hitler I don't know why I did that. I've never played it yet, actually. But I did Secret Hitler, which actually came through really nicely finished. And yeah. I like that. Uh, and the football game, which came a few months ago. Which was London Board Games Company. It was indeed, yeah. Which was Mark, I think. And Simon. Yes. Yeah, I think it's Mark and Simon. Yes. And that, um, um, yeah, and they're doing really well. They're, um, their game's going, yeah. going everywhere and seems to be getting kind of reviewed. They're kind of like... Um, just try. I think they're like Dave Newton, who did Temp Work Assassins, and he just seems to keep kind of selling more and more copies of that game, and they seem to be the same. I don't know if they're yeah. doing anything, anything else. What's the football game like? Have you played it? Not yet. <laughs> See, now this is this is something that popped in my head earlier. Was that I used to think. How can people have a shelf of shame? You know, there's an old shelf of games that I've bought yeah. and I've never played. But I've I've got maybe one, two... I've got Terraforming Mars that I've not played yet. Oh, you don't have to worry I've about that. Got, 
Why just not bother playing <laughs> that bother. one? I've punched it and that's good enough. That, that's I'd probably punch out the window if I were you. Um, <laughs> I, I did see that you didn't think it was very hard. I did hear. I, I can't remember I if don't it was know. on Twitter or on. I was kind of like, um, it was kind of like, what's the best way to put it? It's very, very dull. Euro. Okay. It's good. It's machine building. I can see why people love it and like it. You know, and bring yeah. bring me your wrath internet because I've had it before. But the <laughs> fact of the matter is that, you know, I think one of the things that made terraforming Mars not work for me was because the guy that owned it, I was sitting across from him and I was saying, you bought this for £65. Because he told us. Yeah. I paid £65 British pounds for this, he said. Yeah. And... The components and it's just a bit. Yeah, it's just a bit. Well, you would have noticed kind of punching it out. I, I did. Yeah, it's it's it did not go unnoticed um, by myself when I was doing that. And engine building, thought, engine building, it's really good. Don't get me wrong. And see, in terms of engine building, you can get to a point where you're kind of linking this to that, to this to that, to the next thing. But there seems to be a point where you. Rather than it becoming more difficult to reach the end, it becomes almost easier and easier, and you're almost racing to stop okay, terraforming yeah. the planet because you know that somebody is somebody can We've get over terraformed it, Captain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can't break yeah, the no, no. physics, Captain. Look, it's getting too <laughs> warm. And um, that was the point. There was people yeah. in the game that could say, "Right, I've got what I need to do," and they got an early lead. And all they then needed to do was to say, right, I'm going to heat this thing up as quickly as possible, flood it as quickly as possible, and you're like, well, there's not an awful lot you can kind of do. I think, I don't know, I kind of look back and think I was a bit overly harsh on it at the time, but compared to, do you know what the thing was? Is I was staring at it and I was thinking, £65, and then I was thinking, Mix versus million minions is sixty five pounds. Yeah, no, I know. And oh, I've gone and done it again, haven't I? We should have like a Mex versus minions bell in the show. But um, <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I will probably play it an awful lot more, and then my opinion will kind of completely change. Completely changing yeah. it, but no. Going going back to your point um, about not playing kind of games. Games, yeah. I mean, is it is it a time thing or is it a learning thing for somebody that kind of so it's so somebody that is, is the end user i mean what is yeah. stopping you from kind of playing and what do you think what do you think actual um game designers can learn you know what's going to make it easier to get you getting something to the table it's it's weird it's a bit of everything i mean one of the the best things about a game to me is the anticipation of going to play it mm-hmm. you know it's that I've got a new game, I've read the rules, I've watched, you know, a video on the rules, I've punched it all out, you know, way to play it. And it's it's kind of almost nothing can live up to that expectation of what you have sometimes, of what the game's going to be like. I mean, often, I'm not saying that all games are rubbish, they don't live up to my expectations, you know. <laughs> yeah, yes, but, you are. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, you know that's that's almost peak enjoyment sometimes it's that in anticipation of of getting the game and playing it and then often the game you'll play it and it'll be good and you'll play it a few more times and it's still a great game but it's plateaued a bit from you know i expected to be this good 
there are the odd occasion where let's just say it's not a game where I've bought, so therefore my expectations of it will be low. Mm-hmm. Or or I won't have any, and then you go in and it's like, wow, this is fantastic. But I think with that one, you've almost got to watch. Is that because you, you had no expectation of it before? And, you know, is that the reason why you thought it was fantastic, Graham, sort of thing? But, yeah, and there's the mood at the time as well, and there's also who you're playing it with. And there's also, there exactly. is the, let's face it, there's the comfy doovy games. I mean, exactly. Yeah. There is like for myself, it is. It's what the kids like to play. I mean, yeah. yesterday we played um, Escape from Atlantis. Brilliant game. Which is good fun. It's very yeah. simple. Everybody can yeah. sit down and play it. My, I'm playing it with my eldest two. Um, mm-hmm. I'm feeling that the youngest is old enough to step in and probably. Can I start mm-hmm. playing as well? But everybody yeah. knows the rules, and we can get can I get going? Yeah. And then sometimes it's easier for them just to do that than to sit down and learn a couple of games. But on the other side of it, um, I think I mentioned quite recently in the show we did with Steve Steve Tudor that mm-hmm. um, I played. I sat down and played Viticulture, which was oh, yeah. Yeah. nobody had played that. You know, no, um, mm-hmm. must, you know, the kids had not played that. Um, and that was very, very easy to kind of pick up. It was. It didn't require an awful lot of. Oh, just give me a second while I go through the rules. It was fairly kind yeah. of, fairly kind of, kind of straightforward. And straightforward, yeah. I don't know. Is it a case that you've got to actually start thinking about not just putting the rules out there and the mechanics out there, but also doing like an introduction on this is how you should play. This is how you should do your first couple of rounds, kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I think when you're you know, you're going to play with other people, you've almost got to think of who you're playing with as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, your kids, I mean, I play a lot of games, or probably the vast majority of games with my son. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple of guys that I play with through work and stuff. We do have an evening. And then the other sort of gamer group that I have is my family. You know, like my mum and dad who are in their 70s and make um, revolution a, a, a real laugh because they can't actually remember... <laughs> what they're doing or who they are so it, it's like an extra wild card thrown in there um <laughs> just some kind but, of randomness yeah so i mean one game that we've actually you know for for my family group um one game that we we all like playing is sherlock sherlock holmes consulting detective yeah simply because it's uh everybody gets gathered around put the map out the newspaper spread them about through the people and then it's just you know, reading. It's kind of the old stories around a campfire almost thing. You know, it's just you're reading, interacting, everybody's coming up with thoughts and stuff and we're terrible at it. You know, I think we've we've not solved any of the crimes so far. We're about five cases or six cases in. You just compare, you can do the thing where you compare like what Sherlock Holmes score is oh, yeah. and you get to the page and it's just Sherlock Holmes just shaking his head. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes did this in one visit to the toilet. Exactly, <laughs> he was gazing. He was he was looking straight ahead whilst doing his Sudoku. Exactly. He um, discovered that it was this. How do you know that? Yeah, because he looked at. We went to forty places or whatever. So. It's like um, I've heard that I've not played it myself, but I heard it's almost sometimes it's the kind of the thread that they follow is almost like the one that Ted Rogers used to follow on 321 oh, yeah. 321 yeah yeah <laughs> we better explain. It, it can be yeah i think yeah 
But three, two, one was a game show because they used to have game shows on Saturday evenings, and yeah. that didn't involve Z-list celebrities <laughs> or zany members of the public. And Ted Rogers used to have this, um, and we might even put a link in the show notes because you it should, was it definitely. was absolutely fantastic. But they used to have sketches. They actually used to have people writing funny sketches. You used to get kind of different actors involved. For three, used two, one, yeah. And they used to do these like miniature kind of sketches and then at the end of it, or little numbers and stuff, and at the end of it they would give a clue. And then yeah. they would say and they would say, You could either I think you could either keep the clue or you could throw it in the bin. And then it was like the 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 cue was like a hair a, like a, a hairbrush or something like that. And yeah. then Ted Rogers at the end used to concoct this mega story about five minutes long that led on, you know, you've got a hairbrush. Now, hairbrush, you might be brushing your hair. And, of course, you might wash your hair as well, which means that you might be using some shampoo. And, of course, you can shampoo your carpet, which means, yes, you've won a Hoover. And that was (laughs) in the case with this. You could just see the contestants standing there going, what? But we'll get that up in the show notes. But... Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it would always be Dusty Bin as well. Or, uh, <laughs> that was the booby prize, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, it was always fantastic. And you used to get, oh, it was just 1980. I'm in a big 1980s nostalgia trip at the moment. And unfortunately, just as a follow up to the episode <laughs> that we did with Steve Tudor, and I'm sorry to interrupt your chat, Graham, but they announced today that they're no longer going to be printing the yellow pages. Really? Yeah. The 2018, I think the 2018 to 19 run is going to be the last one. They're fully going digital. So there you go. Sales, sales of fly fishing <coughs> by J.R. Hartley will plummet. Though. Well, the funny, the thing that did have me laughing out in the middle of the office was at the bottom of it. They had the link to the YouTube video for the J.R. Hartley advert. <laughs> so I'm just like going, uh, guys, we're not only about board games, we're topical. <laughs> 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 so there you go but no going back to it, I mean <clears throat> is it is it instructions is it being able to get everything together is it as you say is, is it the is it the people do board games have to think not only about the game but do they have to think about how they make it easier for you to kind of play I think um, you know the easiness the almost barrier to entry you know of getting a game to to the table, if it's your first time and the rule book is a good rule book, or there's a video on it, you know, not everybody can just read something and take it in, or you know, know how to you know how to play the game after reading a heap of sentences. Um, and I think you know YouTube and that, and a lot of these you know watch it played and all that sort of stuff is great for it because you know I, I certainly learn more visually than I do reading, or, or you know. I learned by playing around, you know. Uh, for instance, Doom T- Doom Town. Have you ever played Doom Town? No, but Car- Andy, card game. Andy goes on about it all the time. Now I've not played it massively, but it's a it's a, another one of these games I'd love to get to the table more often. But the reason for that isn't down to the rulebook. It's actually when you start playing it, it tells you to take these two sealed packs of cards out. This is your deck. This is my deck. Don't shuffle them and just draw five cards. And then it's got a story in it which says, draw these five cards. You should now have this card, this card, this card, this card. 
And I know it's all it is is that they've set the cards in a certain order, so they know what it is. It's going to come out. Yeah. It's like magic. <laughs> you know, it's you should have these cards, so you can then use this and this, and you do that, and then draw two more. You should have picked what? How does it know what cards I've picked? <laughs> you know, but it's, just like that, that to me was a brilliant way to show you how to play the game because it actually talks you through an entire game whilst you're playing it with these pre-built decks of cards and then you know you just shuffle them after that and you carry on yourself Mm. things like that but there's i've not actually listened to your your um one where you had the guy from dyson mike yeah that's because i keep throwing out i throw out episodes every like three days at the moment so you know i don't it's like one of the things i ask people when they come on is is, yeah it doesn't matter if you haven't listened because i know there's people still catching up from like february so yeah but i mean i'm not that far away but it's it's um it's that one i mean that one i seen you put it out and i i went and had a look at it and i went and had a look at it because it's kickstarter just now i think isn't it yes and well they say indigo uh, indiegogo yeah indigo sorry indiegogo sorry whoops that's all right <laughs> um but that to me looks like another type of magic you know it's like that would be great if if it if it go- lives up to what it's saying it will be, and there looks to be a lot of people on board with it, but yeah, I mean, if if you can get something that deals with the rules and teaches you how to play a game, then yeah, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's um, it's the actual mechanics because that's why I like um, Rodney Smith stuff. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a fan. I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. That's why I like yeah. kind of Rado stuff because. They kind of get involved, and even the stuff you know, Michael May. I've become a big fan. Go and mm-hmm. go and watch Michael May's Two Can Play This Game. No, stuff, yeah, yeah, it's really, yeah, no, really I've good. Watched them. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> but they they stick. They stay away from the theme, and they stick right with the mechanics of the game. Yeah. And just a case in point. I mean, I've been. I was joking with Stephen Rhodes when he was on, saying that I'm going to play the others. Now I have picked up that rule book. Yeah. About. Th- four times now and it's really really just what and it's one of these things that they've tried to build the theme around the actual game so as you're going through the rule book and you know in a lovely way they've included kind of snippets of encounters that people have with like the seven deadly sins and that so it's Mm -hmm. adding a lot of flavor text see trying to read the rules just to find out how to play the game it yeah. just adds. <clears throat> I just want when I read rules for something, I want a couple of things. I want yes, this is this is to you should this is what you should get in the box. Yeah, this is how the this is how all the rules play. But I also like a kind of a quick tutorial. This is what you should kind of you should kind mm-hmm. of do and make it kind of easy to reference. Um, the thing with I found with the others, and I've still got the still still here, <laughs> <laughs> still sitting there. Um, which is to remind me to actually get out and, and actually set it up and probably yeah. play it. But the rule book, I think it's one of these things that I'll need. I cannot just sit down and read the rule book and then think I'll be able to play it. I don't think. I think it's going to be a setup. It's going to be a playthrough by itself. I don't think you'll be yeah. able to to kind of do it, which is kind of interesting. Which is why, yeah, I'm with you. The the dazed the um, the dazed app piques my interest. And I'm thinking it'll do quite well as long as they concentrate in a Rodney Smith type way of here's the mechanics, yeah. this is how you yeah. play. 
my concern with it is that the guys will go, but you need to get the theme in there. And it's like, well, no, you don't need to get the theme in there. You just need to show me how, no. to, how, exactly, to, kind yeah. of, how to kind of play the, the theme, game. The theme should be in the board game. Yes. The th- you know, the, the, the app, you don't need... It's not uh, Mansions of Madness here. You don't need it being the GM, technically. Mm. You just want it there to... So you're not going to the rule book and trying to find that bit that you thought you saw regarding this bit, you know... Yeah, you just want the rules and the mechanics explained, yeah. Again, just as someone who is not designing games yourself, mm-hmm. what's your view kind of like on the on the price of games? This seems to be something which is kind of being brought up a few times, especially on the likes of Kickstarter. Do you think it's starting to kind of become a bit excessive, the kind of prices? Has game prices on Kickstarter or... Any other place can have just said, "No, nah, I can't. I can't do this. I can't justify it." it yeah, no, it is. It's. Um, I think the problem is, is that obviously, you know, board games is getting bigger. There's more and more people getting involved. More and more companies making their own ones. You know, the 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 arrival of Kickstarter. I don't know how many years ago now, but you know, that way of getting something to market when you're not a big publishing company. Mm. It only adds to the amount of product that's out there. And unfortunately, you know, one game, Rising Sun, was it? The the yes, cool linear yeah, not one? Yeah. I mean, I actually, I'd, I'd recently bought uh, Blood Rage just before it came out. And I played it and I really liked Blood Rage and it was good and everybody enjoyed it. And I thought, yeah, that was, that was good. And then I seen, obviously, Rising Sun, same people, Eric Lang and Cool Mini or not. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that that looks good, and you know Japan's a cool theme, so I'll 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 put in for that, and then all the stretch goals start happening, and then all oh, these really nice coins you could get them for just another twenty quid, and it's like okay, well you know it's not come out of my bank account yet, so what do I care? So I think you know I'll go for that. Yeah, and then there was a couple other things like a bigger map, and then I looked at it, I was like I'm I'm in for like a hundred quid if not more here. Yeah. And I just, that's just nuts. Uh, you know, I could go and buy a, a, you know, last generation console and get, you know, some games for that, you know. <laughs> oh, and Or you could put the money down and you could actually buy yourself maybe a chippy, get a yeah. couple of Chinese, I, Chinese meals, get your mates round and actually take some of the games off that you've got on the, the shelf. shelf and no, exactly, yeah, this is the thing. And, oh. and I, I I, actively just went in and then just cancelled my, my thing to it. And it's, in the past, I'm not going to lie, I have spent, I think the most amount of money I spent was 80 quid mm. on Zia. Yeah. Now, Zia, I kind of, I'm not too bothered with that because, to be honest, the quality is great. There's lots of miniatures in it. There's metal coins already in it. It's a game I really like. We've played it quite a lot. It's a game my son really likes. It's kind of like just Elite, you know, the the old PC game or, or the old computer game. Is that Zia as in XIA Zia? Yes, yeah. Right, okay. Um, And it's, you know, so I have done that, but more and more I'm more inclined to, you know, get a cheap game or one that's, you know, well, this is... Everybody says this is a great game and it's on eBay for 15 quid or it's on Amazon for 20 quid just now. I'll get that instead, you know, rather than going the 60 quid for a, a big box game that I don't actually know anything about as yet because it's not actually released. 
Yeah, but uh We do like we do like Zia cards. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to check. I I would just like to say uh, that we've kind of been talking on and off to them about kind of coming on. And uh-huh. uh, this is me publicly saying that, yes, I'm still interested in have them coming on. <laughs> because I'm looking... There's, there's the game that's another one of these games which I've looked at and then I forget about. And then I'll come back yeah. kind of six months and then I'll look at it again and I'm kind of, kind of interested. So if you're saying it's very, very good, then... I think I'll I'll need to take a, a kind of another look at it, but again, I enjoy it. But then again, it's the one thing with reviews and all that sort of stuff. It's all very subjective at the end of the day. So yeah, you know, I'm kind of glad. Well, one of the things I'm glad in the game, the, the kind of the board game industry, is they seem to have the majority of people still rely on written text and they kind of stay away from the review scores, which is yeah. kind of pretty, which is kind of pretty cool. Yeah. Which is kind of good. No, exactly. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to go down the old graphics sound <laughs> nine out of ten from seeing VG hits or something. <laughs> Your Sinclair magazine. <laughs> or I oh, know I was I was Commodore all the way. Were you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. and that's where we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was obviously Big Jim's computer game magazine. Big Jim's computer shop where he had you could get the Jim three thousand. Um, <laughs> And all it was is you used to hear them actually making the games, and all you used to do is get the microphone and just go down the microphone, and then he goes, oh, oh, I don't know what's wrong, Graham. It worked fine when I was playing it earlier on today. <laughs> Jim, how'd you... Jim would just come around and do a puppet show in your living <laughs> exactly. room with you holding a, a box with a twig out the top of it exactly. some kind of makeshift. And it says, no, no, you can't just press the button. You've got to say fire. Otherwise it, do- <laughs> otherwise it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, dear. <clears throat> Big Jim's got a lot to live up to. Uh, well, I know. We've painted him some kind of picture. He's actually coming yeah. on next week because he is... Is he? Uh, Good stuff. As I say, he's now head development manager of Asmodee. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's that's kind of good. Um, you know what's coming next, though? There is the, mm-hmm. the question that's become, it's become a firm favourite with myself. Everybody else hates it. But mm-hmm. you are walking down the street in the middle of a zombie apocalypse... Mm-hmm. The shambling undead yeah. are staring at you and making their way slowly towards you. And you run down an alley to which you see a fire escape. A fire exit door is slightly ajar. Mm-hmm. You sneak in, you slam the fire door behind you. You turn your yourself around, run into the main room and find yourself in the middle of one of the biggest board game shops you've ever seen in your life. It contains every conceivable board game that has ever been made. Mm-hmm. In the middle of it, there is on the floor a trolley. The trolley looks super fast, it looks super sturdy, it looks super robust. It actually looks like it's able to carry at least three games, including any expansions that's required. When you go on your travels, you're going to bump into people, either people in groups of ones, twos, twelves, thirteens. <laughs> And when you speak to them, the answer to the question of would you like to play a board game is always going to be yes. The yeah. question is, Mr. Burroughs, <laughs> out of all the games that are available in the Zombie Board Game Emporium, mm-hmm. what three games do you take with you? Oh, 
I think I would take a card game and it would probably be Netrunner. Okay. Interesting. That's just come from nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Plus all the I expansions. Would... Is that included as just one? Yeah, you can take it all, yeah. All the expansions, okay. yeah. Okay. Cool, so, yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so that's your first choice. Um, your second choice? I would... I'd possibly take Small World. Another one that you haven't mentioned at all in the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, um, just, yeah. No, small words. Good. I mean, my my mum bought me that for my Christmas last year, and she played it and understood it. So, that was, oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So it's no rev- um, no revolution then. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your second choice and your third choice. See, the thing is, we had Phil Collins on this, and he took ages picking his games. Mm. So not Phil Collins, you know, Phil Collins from Board Game Crate. Um, what's yeah. Your- <laughs> <laughs> you would have known you know he um, was drumming away he was, um, he was, he was drumming away <laughs> how'd you fit in that gorilla suit um, <laughs> anyway huh? no and the third game so I've got a nice card game for two I've got a, a good game that can go from two to I think it's up to six because there's variable map sizes yes, for small it is. world and expansions and stuff yep and I would take. It's banging on the door, Graham. Banging on the door. Sherlock. Sherlock, really? Consultant Sherlock, detective. Consultant detective. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's your three. Either that or Cthulhu Mythos, because I've not. I've only done one case out of that, so it's maybe a bit. Well, you got to decide. Yeah, got to decide. Come on. Take Cthulhu, I'll take Cthulhu Mythos go. to go with a sort of zombie esque theme. So there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. This yeah. is good. This is good. So you go, you make your way out into the wilderness. Yeah, leave Jim's big <laughs> game Jim, store. Jim. That's what I should have called it, eh? For goodness yeah. sake. Yeah, missed a trick there. I did. It was like, oh, I don't know, it was like my last one. <laughs> this is, I expect you to, to, to expect you to talk, and I expect you to die. Um, <laughs> wrecked that one up too. It's just my mind's just not with it. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Um, you know, it's been... It's been an, it's been over an hour, Mister Bill. Was it? Yes. Goodness me! And all this time, I've I've been staring at the same swamp monster <laughs> on my screen all this time. Really? So there you go. Yeah, he's still up there at four ninety nine, one available. <laughs> so uh, I might just buy him. <laughs> just get him, or get the um, the T Rexes. The T Rexes. You have to get the T Rexes. See what they'd like. It's just but, yeah. so beautiful. Just so. Oh yeah, so, yeah. There's five of them lined up in a row. So pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Pretty T Rexes. Shame you have to. Oh, their lipsticks. Oh no, their lipsticks not as bad <laughs> as the, not they're bad. all pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it is like, as I say, it's like Andy Stewart or something like that <laughs> doing <laughs> doing like Mother Goose. <laughs> and only people in Scotland will understand that. I think it's Andy yeah. Stewart. There's always a couple of them kind of floating about. The guy that's in River City, he kind of crops up. Nowadays, <laughs> he always plays the bad guy. Um, listen, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've I've really enjoyed it. Is there anything you know we do kind of like shout outs? Is there anything that you would like to make people aware of that you'd like to make people aware of? 
uh, if they want to go and watch some fairly naff videos on YouTube, then they can check out my channel. There's not many up there, um, but what's it called? Board Games. Fantastic. It's um, board as in board games, <laughs> but there's only one Graham, so I don't know why I called it Board Games. To be honest. <laughs> Um, I'll get my son to change his name by deed poll. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And uh, you can, you're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, yeah. I've somehow got like 700 odd followers on Twitter. I don't know quite how that's happened. but uh, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see. No, you're generally, no, generally thank you for all the, the kind of, the nice stuff that you do for us. Cause it's thank you for all the hours of entertainment. The hours. I make it up as a And we say thank you. <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't do that. no, no, that's just too far. Let's no keep it going. No, keep it going. Keep no, it going. you'll end up costing you something. Let me bask in the glory. Um, <laughs> as I say, we'll put the links in the show notes. But go and go and check out. Um, go and check out Graham's videos. Give him some. Give him. Force him to make a couple more. Please. Because they are good. I'll, ma- I'll maybe just take up podcasting because I can sit here just with a micro a microwave. <laughs> Sorry, that's it, son. You go and, try, micro- you go and start <laughs> podcasting with a microwave. Sit yourself in front of the microwave. <laughs> just hours of fun. <laughs> it always is like an hour and a half of just. <laughs> Ding. Oh, oh, I think we're done. That's a good segue, oh, though. Dear. If you if you like, <laughs> if you'd like to keep an eye on what we're doing, and we advise you to make sure that you do um, pierce the film at the top of the pack before you put it in, and remember to keep an eye on the actual wattage of your microwave oven, because even though <laughs> normally you've got to make sure you tell the difference, you might have a seven hundred, you might have an eight hundred, you might have as high as an, as high as a nine hundred. If you are putting in, say, a lasagna you have to re- reheat it's better to make sure that you're putting it on top of a plate so that the bottom of the dish doesn't get scalded quite badly as you know the microwave does cook in the middle and the heat the plate does help to kind of dissipate that heat throughout the entire meal itself um, other cookery tips are available on we are not people that cook normally dot <laughs> com um, <laughs> This feels like one of those Charlie Says um, public service announcements. <laughs> and Charlie Says. <laughs> what do you know what I mean? Charlie Says, like, I should, I wish I'd stayed in the cat category. This guy's mad. This kid just keeps putting me in danger. <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? He's got no comments. Do you know what I mean? He's like saying, <laughs> send help. Um if you oh, oh my goodness it's descended into chaos as we only know it would if you <laughs> like what you've heard tonight and um, I have no idea why so many of you still do there's going to be a stewards inquiry and I'm sure somebody's going to rock up and say you've been redirecting everybody to the wrong podcast that's why you're getting so many people <laughs> listening um, then you can follow us on Twitter we're on We're Not Wizards you can follow us on Facebook we're at We're Not Wizards you can follow us on um, YouTube, you go to We Are Not Wizards Tabletop and you'll find us there. Um, we might do a video because Steve Tudor challenged us to, so pay, pay attention to that. And I've been telling you must, you must. I've been telling Graham the details and he thinks it's rubbish, but so that means we're definitely going to do it. <laughs> um, you can find us if you want to email us, you can email us at magic at we're not wizards.com or .co.uk. Anything at all if you're running a Kickstarter. 
you'd like to come on, just give us a shout. We are, I think we're free in November. Um, so anybody looking to do that, just give us a shout. We'd be happy to get people on. If you want to get us through your normal podcast places, we're on Spreaker, we're on Stitcher, we're on Acast, we're on Podcast Knife, which is worthwhile checking out. Um, We're also on Apple Podcasts as well. And as we like to say, if you have listened along tonight and you have enjoyed what you've heard, then drop us a subscription. If you really like what you've heard, then please give us a review. Now remember, don't give us a... Graham? One? Sorry. No, don't give us a ten. Oh, sorry, ten. (laughs) Don't give us a one either. Don't give us a one, don't give us a ten because that'll make us big-headed. Don't give us a one, One. yeah, because that'll make us cry. We did rehearse this in the rehearsal. Um... (laughs) Give us, give us a five, cause that's average, and we are very average. Um, but the gentleman who's not been average tonight is the rather wonderful, um, I think it's just generally all round nice guy who have an awful lot of time for. Oh, st- stop it! Is the, the fantastic <laughs> Mister Graham Burrow. Thank um, you very much. Thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. It's been too long, and I'm delighted you've been on for this evening. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, there's only two more things to do, mm-hmm. and the first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Nope. Are we wizards, Graham? No, no. Definitely not, not wizards. Definitely, definitely not definitely wizards. Definitely not wizards. Jim was a wizard. Jim was definitely a wizard. It's a, d- it's a different story for another time. <laughs> That's a different story. Do you like my hat? It's okay, Jim. It's <laughs> nice and pointy eh, with stars. Eh? It can be yours for £3.74. <laughs> I could give you a, uh, can I give you a postal order for that, Jim? Um, oh, if you must. But you've got to add 15 pence on for charges. <laughs> Good old Jim. Good old Jim. Good old Jim. A man that never existed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the other thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from the fantastic, the wonderful, the amazing Graham, Board Graham's, Mr. Graham Burroughs. Say goodnight, Graham. Goodnight. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Because people could be listening to this at any time. We just figured out. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Good mid morning. <laughs> How did you have a good lunch? <laughs> Are you looking forward to your afternoon break? Etc. etc. <clears throat> and it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Roll sixes. Um People are important. Everybody's important. The guys that follow you, the guys that listen to you, the guys that retweet your stuff. Um they're all very, very good. Um, and they listen to you for a reason and they're all very very fantastic people so uh, genuinely thanks again Graham for everything that you have done for us and we hope that you if you're running your own podcast if you're a creator if you're a writer if you're a designer that you also find your champions but until the next time goodbye goodbye <laughs>